1: Right here we go. <laughs> please subscribe to the channel, please.
2: Hey guys, YouTube's got an algorithm and it really, really help us out a lot. If you could like, comment and subscribe, this is how we can get more information out to more
1: people and uh, share the message of Toronto Real Estate. In Thanks. In that order, like, comment, subscribe and hit the damn bell. a coffee it's like uh, well, like who knows what'll happen to me if i don't have the coffee yeah all, all right, right. you ready we to go planning? well i'd never yeah. stopped so when we start okay. doing something good i'll clip it
2: all right all right daryl here welcome we go. back we're here for the stat show hello <laughs> let's get it done let's get Everything, her done uh, i mean it is may
1: 11th and it is mainly my fault i'll take the blame on this one
2: that's okay. I think what I've realized is that we don't have the best stats show out there and that there are uh, guys on YouTube doing way better jobs. They've got better graphs. They're diving deeper into the uh, the numbers. But I think what we bring is a, is the perspective, right? The boots on the ground perspective, not just we're dissecting the numbers. And I think that that's where the value is.
1: Well, and, and like, okay, so it, it's it's May 11th. And I think boots on the ground feeling from somebody you trust is maybe more valuable than these stats that we're going to talk about that are a snapshot from days gone by. Right. Which we see lately. I mean, things can change in a couple of weeks. Right. Very fast. Very, very very fast. fast. And
2: there's so many different directions here going on. We had a question about Woodbridge condos. You know, I've people have been talking to me about the condo market inside the city, outside the city, out in the, out in the country, cottage market. Rental coming back. Rentals coming back. There's there's not enough time in one stat show to be able to talk about every single market, but there is definitely a lot of diverging markets and asset classes that are really hard to um, compare to each other. So
1: it's 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 super interesting. So let's get into it.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Here we go. What do you got? What do you got? What's I the got first all kinds draft?
1: of beautiful stuff? Market
2: watch summary. All right. Well, let's just see what the Toronto real estate board has to say about the month of May. Home sales set a new record, amounted to more than quadruple that from April, 2020. It was the first full month of the pandemic in April, 2020. So bucking the regular seasonal trend, April, 2021 sales actually declined month over month. A similar trend was noted for the number of new listings reported. How come all of a sudden they're doing month over month reporting? Because
1: they're listening to the show.
2: Holy. It must Everything serve them somehow,
1: right? It must serve yeah. them, no? Exactly.
2: They're saying, hey, how can we make these numbers appear to even be more newsworthy?
1: More newsworthy. Well, we'll see in a bit. Pat. Let's see the
2: numbers. What are the actual numbers? Let's always start with sales. Absolutely. First things first. There you go. Right. Total number of sales changed 362%. I'm rich. Headline. I'm rich. 362%. That's got to mean something.
1: Toronto sales up 362%. Whoa. Incredible. This is like. Incredible. I would never have been able to predict this one in a million years.
2: Yeah, it was a ghost town last April. We like said I remember, this
1: months ago. Like who the hell can rely on this crap that's going to come out in the next few months?
2: Yeah, I had a I had a couple deals going. Like I had listings. I remember at the time I was like one of the only people who was willing to actually go out on appointments. I had the mask, the gloves, the Lysol wipes. I didn't do anything but like every footprint I'd wipe up. Like it was like super aggressive. I had slippers. Like it was really aggressive how I was going out to see sure. people in April because we didn't know. But people were calling us and saying like hey, like I, I already bought or, you know, I really need to make this move or I think the market's gonna crash. I need to get out now. Like there was a lot of different reasons that people were calling us in. And let's just say there wasn't a lot of people going out at that time, but I was I was, I was, was getting it done. Um, it was a challenge Didn't and it was you a really a interesting market.
1: Didn't you have a beard to show people that you're yeah, safe? Yeah, the beard was just starting, you know, <laughs> I was showing people that I was safe. I'm safe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely, it was definitely, it was really interesting times. Uh, in in April, but, yeah. and and there were other agents out there too. Like people were visiting my listings, like there was showings. Also, there was
1: um, we were wiping virtual. off our groceries in the garage before we let them in the house, with exactly. wipes.
2: And everybody was trying the virtual um, purchases. So one guy that I sold, he bought virtually in Belleville. He was leaving town, and he he bought in Belleville. Then we sold his property. Another uh, couple places, like tenanted places, they were like no showings. Everything was virtual. That's not very successful. That's a horrible idea to try to sell things virtually. But everyone was kind of trying to do it at that time. Um, and most people, it was failing. So they would just come off the market and luckily they put it on after the lockdown.
1: Cool. Well, and then people didn't want anyone in their houses and it just froze up, right?
2: Yeah. Those situations, they they just said, no, forget it. But if you had a tenant or whatever you really needed to sell, but you didn't want people in. You just didn't have, um, you just did virtual uh, showings, which again, big failure.
1: So anyways, I, I think more important I than than focusing on the year over year numbers is just focusing yep. on the actual numbers. And then I put together a little slide for us to all dive into together. That focuses more on month over month numbers. If, yep. if you'll do me the, 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 the favor and go through that with us, but I mean, the numbers are staggering no matter what. Even if you mm-hmm. eliminate yeah, thirteen thousand sales. like 13,000, yeah. hey, don't shortchange it, 13,663 sales. I mean, those, a lot of those ones you left out could have been to over $2 million.
2: Yeah, it's one of the top five most uh, sale, highest sales volume months in the history of the Toronto Real Estate Board.
1: Right. And everybody's saying, oh,
2: my God, the market's cooling. The market's cooling. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, market's so what, I'm, what I'm comparing it to. So we had sales drops 12% month over month. Sorry sorry to su- ruin the surprise there. What I'm comparing it to is 10 degree weather in April. What do you do?
1: May? Yeah. Not much.
2: You, op- you open up the pool and you put on your shorts and t-shirt. In April? 10 Are degrees. crazy? 10 degrees. That's like g- gorgeous sunshine. That, you know, you're, you're getting ready to start making plans for the summer. What do you do? 10 degree weather in November.
1: Mm, not much.
2: i <laughs> grabbing my winter jacket. <laughs> I'm not going outside anymore. It's right? perspective. Perspective. That's what it is. March was just an incredible month. So April, now we're seeing that the sales have declined 12%. Everyone seems to be cautious and, and, and a little bit pessimistic. I'm saying April was a fantastic month. May is probably going to be even not as fantastic as April, but it's still going to be a fantastic month.
1: That is the key. So, yeah. Okay. So the numbers are crazy, no matter what they are, right? Detached, semi, town, condo, it's all bananas. Yeah. Average price, again, up, 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 right? Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the real the real numbers that actually matter. That actually matter. Like enough we got of the this stats. Enough of we this nonsense that comes from Treb. These guys are out to lunch. Okay, here we go. Hopefully we are still visible because we are in the bottom left corner for some reason. Okay. So we have January, February, March, April. And this is the this this shows us the direction that the market is heading. Okay? Where it's coming from and where it's heading, which is what I believe is, is important right and you know days on market average days on market this is a very important stat also this tells us how quick the market is moving in that direction right so so we see here i mean Look at this, 6,900 sales. The next month, 10,000. That's healthy growth. The next month, 15,000. That's crazy growth going on there. And then we come back to 13,600, and we're considering the market cooling in the media. We're saying that the market's peaked, but like, wh- what the hell? Look at this. We still have 3,000 more sales than two months ago. How? Yeah. Like that's there's, there's seasonal things, wet weather-related things. There's
2: so that, many you know, things that are different. April's and, always going to be... Yeah, it's April's crazy. always going to have a little bit more attention than February. So now new but listings. that being said.
1: New listings is a stat. I don't know that I put too much emphasis into it. I don't think it's as important as active listings. I don't care how many new listings came on. I care how many are actually available for sale now. Okay. That's me. New I,
2: listings. No, new li- new listings important as well too.
1: I don't know that it's so important. But anyways, I mean... And then anyways, it's all moving in good directions. And what we'll see uh, if we look at some some just some month to month, year over year, the last four year charts that Treb comes up with. Mm -hmm. we, We can see that, like, in a four year period, well, three and a quarter year period. Nothing like was 2018 the same as 2019. I mean, they seemed pretty similar in all their patterns over all of these. Like they all seem to behave similarly those two years. But then we get 18 and 19, yeah, 18 and 19, like super. Like if you look at the wave patterns of all of them, they're really behaving almost identically with regards to sales listings and this sales to new listings ratio thing. Right. And, And I think that's important, but then you get 2020. That's just crazy. And I mean, I don't know. Did something happen in 2020 that would affect things? I heard about something. Yeah, yeah. there's a couple of things something. I heard about. So obviously it acted weird, and now we're coming out of that. And Well, let's stay right here. Let's stay right well, here. Well, this is great because l- l- yeah. look at the let's pattern, right? Like, look at yeah. if we look at the green and the gray lines, like, what is the re- normal pattern? It's kind of like up, over, and then down towards the end of the year. Yeah. Right? So, so, so what,
2: this, what this graph shows, though, is the blue line, right, being the pattern of the later months of the year of 2020. It still follows the should, same
1: pattern other than this weirdness when we got locked down at the beginning, right? I get it. But what we should expect,
2: though, is that we should expect that some of the increase of demand is going to start settling, right? And that at worst case, we should be settling towards the later months of 2020, or the best months of 2019. So we still have, in my opinion, a drop off in sales for the rest of the year, because where we hit that number in March to be able to get into that 15,000 sales range is not sustainable. And we were all saying that. And so you've got a huge amount of, I forget the term that they use for in, in economics, but it, um, it's like everyone did it. Everyone did it early, right? Everyone bought earlier than what they were supposed to. The same amount of people bought over a sure. Certain time everybody period,
1: brought forward the, the lot, buying.
2: Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot more people had it earlier on, and that's what we're going to see. Is we're going to see each month now, my prediction start to fall in the total number of sales, and we're going to start heading back towards down towards the blue and the green sections, and and that should be. What is going to bring balance to the market again, right? Which is what we need. Beautiful
1: market, what a get go down. Can you go back up to? Gray, go down to the gray. This one though, let's talk about this. Sure, we'll go that one first. Well, this is great because look, this is the last forty-five years in Toronto, nineteen seventy-five till last year, and there's a few things going on here. But what's interesting is that like the this. Right. All this stuff combined, all these weird wiggly patterns tend to make up this fairly steady increase chart pattern. Right. So what do we see? We see in the last 45 years, we see one period of time that really tanked. Right. Yep. Tanked pretty good and took 13 years to come back to its previous high point. Right. So where are we here? Uh, 1990, it went kablooey. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come back to that level again until 2002. And then the next dip, which was recently 2018, 2017 to 2018, corrected the next year. So in 45 years, we had one period of time that if you bought somewhere in here and sold somewhere in here, you didn't do so great. Yeah. But there were periods in here where you could have bought and done really well. Like if you bought in 1996, you're cool. Actually, if you bought in most of these months, you were still cool.
2: (laughs) Anywhere other than that red circle. Other than
1: not even if you bought in 1990, like. Oh, uh, no. I guess if you bought in 96, yeah. it started going up again. So yeah. like there was only one. There's only People like we were taking
2: losses in the 90s still. So you would buy and then you got your fees and then the house wouldn't be as well maintained and you were selling for a loss. And that was just the way real estate was. It was just traded that way. But if you it were... wasn't looked at as a an asset for um it's like a stock now yeah it's like a yeah, stock no, now. it was it,
1: strictly just like that's your home you should be a there commodity you pay off the mortgage that's right yeah. so but what what so if you if you don't know anything about real estate or anything about anything and you take a look at this thing i don't know that it takes a genius to recognize that like if i just you know go in at some point and wait long enough it seems to me the trajectory is up and yeah. there are periods where listen if I'm in it for the short game we all know there's risks in the short game but it seems that it's who if it's going down tomorrow up tomorrow sideways tomorrow next week next month uh, 4 months from now it seems crystal clear to me that if if Toronto's able to kind of just exist then it should continue along this path here
2: Yeah. And we'll have minor changes in the market. There'll be things maybe a couple of years will be better than others. Right. But overall, the demand for housing is high. There's a need. People are out there trying to uh, jump over each other, trying to get into a house just to be able to have a place to live. And this is uh, clear evidence of that. 45 years of proof. uh,
1: And and this is not a typical point in time for the city. Right. So. Mm -hmm. At some point again, things are going to turn into whatever normal is, and that's gonna include people coming back to Toronto a lot of them and yeah. it will probably include you know all of Ontario going pretty crazy, which is fine yeah. we need a, we need places for all these new people uh, apparently, who was saying you were saying that people are coming back for schools now?
2: Yeah, I'm schools reading are, all schools of are stuff. hot um I was in a fifteen offer multiple offer tonight with a buyer. Ooh, there! Um, I got another one tomorrow. That's one of my listings. That's, that's uh, you know, multiple people seem to be interested in that. There's still a lot of people out there who are looking to buy, looking to get into real estate and uh, you know, interest rates are low. You know, it's a time to buy. The need is there. We don't have enough housing. We talked about it on the show this weekend. The lumber prices, the shortage on, on um, new construction is going to cause a, a void in available places, in, in build starts and everything else over the next couple of years. So Maybe. eventually that's gonna catch up as immigration tries to push to this highest level we've ever seen, and all of a sudden new starts is gonna to drop to you know 20 year lows because of the, the lack of um, uh, projects that have been approved, first of all, and also that builders are just not gonna be willing to pull the trigger on something that they can't guarantee pricing for or profits. So it means, like, where are we going to be in three years? We're going to be in a worse spot on the supply side than we are today.
1: And so check this out. So I read Ben Myers put something up on Twitter today, I think it was, and and I never thought of it this way. This is like, this is ridiculous. So he compared, I don't know what time period, but it was like, let's say 2003 to 2006 to somewhere in the 2018 range. So so we're always talking about how many homes got built year to year, right? But yep. he he compared how many bedrooms were built, mm. and the number of bedrooms that are being built are dropping considerably because it went from micro units, heavy single family sprawl where you have. Yep. I mean, who even was building a three bedroom? Like most, it was yeah. like four or five crazy bedrooms. There's a few right? low rise stuff that's maybe getting some, done. And yeah, maybe some bungalows and like, but like the majority, right? So so yeah. when you, okay, so we're we're not even keeping up on homes, but if you look at it as, as a bedroom count, we're so behind. All we wow. got is a bunch of studios and one plus dens. Like,
2: Yeah. Well, there's definitely going to be a void of um housing that's going to come up not avoid, void sorry but there's going to be a supply of housing that's going to come up from the baby boomers because they got way too many bedrooms for people living in the house so there is going to be a time where we free up some of the low-rise inventory
1: right yeah but, but look at like bottom the line shittiest I, stuff on the markets one four and that's the yeah. listing price
2: yes i Ooh. get it it's not affordable Ooh, yeah it's tough man so what, where where are you going to live? If you need a four bedroom, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? You're going to pay the price or what? You
1: can't even go to Durham anymore because it's no. fucking over a million dollars. Where are you going? You're going, to, you're going far. Where? Barry's a million dollars? Where are you
2: going? I don't know. You're... I've run out of ideas. Thunder Bay, I've never been. Sounds Hamilton, nice. Hamilton. Can you get a townhouse for under a million now in Hamilton? It's probably a million. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? So it seems like this. this is, let's summarize the stat show really quickly. All right. The market in March is gone. It's over. It's done. It was an anomaly. Right now we're in a fantastic market. There's not enough houses for people to go in. We're still undersupplied. More than one we, offer per house? We still have more than one offer house. I'm in 15 offers tonight.
1: 15 offers tonight. Scarborough for what? Tell me. What are, we all, what are, what are so many people so crazy about? Is a semi in a really good area on a nice street on a deep, with a deep lot. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. I so all, all I see around, I go for a walk. It's sold, 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 coming soon. Already sold. Yeah. It's crazy. Two houses across yeah. the street a- from A-Jax each other. Last
2: night, I was in 10 offers, brought a buyer for 10 offers. 10
1: offers. Yeah. So where's the slow we lost? Where's the slowing market? It was a week of slow. Oh my God. It was 20 God. or 30 offers in March. This dropped off a cliff. Yeah. Amazing. Right? This- so that's
2: the other thing too, is look at the sales difference between um, January or sorry, February, January and February and uh, April. So now that we're getting towards the warm weather, there are a ton of people that I'm talking to who are just coming into the market. I have like four new buyers in the last two weeks. Who are just starting to look, and now they will be the spring and summer buyers, and they're going to be looking for homes. What
1: are we looking at right now? Just the sales month to month? Um,
2: so yeah, so only 70, 6,900 and uh, 6,928 sales January 2021, right? Then we had a booming February, it was still only 11,000 sales. Oh, now as we're slowing down, we're at 13,000. So if we have a st- again. Uh, 10,000 plus sales in May and June each of those months. Wow, that's a lot of buyers out there looking, right? Just do a quick math here, right? We got um, 39, uh, 45,000 sales, okay, just in the first four months of the year. Insane. Okay, yeah, the busiest year was two thousand seventeen, where we had about one hundred and twenty thousand sales. Last year, we did ninety five thousand total. But I, so so I, if we I, can do this if we can do this three more times, right? One hundred and thirty five thousand sales total in the year twenty twenty one. That's the most ever. Well, that's a I, lot.
1: And look, the last three months, you have more sales than active listings, right? So you have yeah. like all you, you you're just eating into inventory every month and you're building momentum. Yeah. We don't have
2: enough. We to, don't have enough listings coming on the market. To go
1: from to go from seven to 11 up to 15 and a half back down to 13, six in a month. is like it's like not, it's a blip. Yeah. Although I do. You're telling me you you have a sense that May will be lower than April. Uh, sales numbers. Yeah. That's my prediction. Your prediction, even though you have two ridiculous multiple offers going on right now,
2: yeah, there's there's not a lot of inventory. So there's if there's not enough inventory, then what houses are being sold,
1: right? Well, but it seems to me that every house that's being listed is being <laughs> sold. If the math new
2: listings are dropping, that's why new listings is no form.
1: new listings is going up. And they're being Show eaten into. They're being eaten into I instantly. thought it was
2: 22,000, and now it was only 20,000. It went down.
1: Oh, fine. But it's still 5,700 more than two months ago sure. and 11,000 yeah. more than three months ago.
2: I agree. A but lot of yes, listings that come on the market. Yeah, yeah, but
1: they're all getting eaten up. They're all getting eaten up right now. It is insane. If they even it. make it onto the MLS, like I see coming soon and then it's just a sold sign. Does that go in the stats? Uh, it, it, should,
2: it should go in the stats, but that should never happen. That's a whole other topic. But um,
1: Isn't that the yeah. whole point of coming soon?
2: It is the whole point of coming soon. That's why we don't do it. Who's we? Our team doesn't do that. Oh. The only people who do coming soon are trying to sell the house to their own buyers to make more money. Why else would you be coming soon on the sign?
1: That's a, well, why else would you do it any other way?
2: Because if you're going to try to sell the home before it hits the market, maybe your seller could get more money. Maybe not. You didn't watch my TikTok stories?
1: I I, so my, I get the theory. My, I did. I my did. neighbor.
2: Yeah. My neighbor put the coming soon sign on little old lady. She got 50,000 over asking the agent made twice the commission. She thought, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. I sold my house for way more money than anybody sold the house on the street. Yeah. The guy across the street sells a house with one less bedroom and worse shape lists it for the same price that she was going to list for gets multiple offers, ends up selling for $65,000 more than what she took the same week. So how much money did she save by dealing with one agent and uh Going with the coming soon strategy,
1: yeah, obviously that's better for the for the client. But
2: well, the buyer's won; they got it for a cheap deal. The agent won because he got agent more commission. Double
1: ended that thing.
2: The seller, she probably felt like she got the most amount of money and walked away thinking, "This is great." My, she she was like eighty; she was really she old. She didn't know about away. the
1: other sales. She was like, she didn't know about the other sale. What the yeah. hell just happened here? Her about that. Yeah, but she lost sixty five thousand dollars. Why didn't I sell this a couple of years ago? I could have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Crazy! What a market!
2: Great, great show today, Daryl. I appreciate
1: it. Thank you for joining us. I'm on the fly tonight. I
2: got lots of stuff on the go, so I got to jump back out and get back on the road. Actually, and uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up.